I don't know if we want to prepare or talk about anything or if we just want to go for it. Just go with it. Okay. Let's go with it. We're going to wing it. Welcome to Mutually Go to Bed the Fuck. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. All my all my bombs are out. Okay. Welcome to Mutually Go Dependent. We're your host, Adam and Jen. I'm Jen. And I am Adam. And today we do have Judy with us. This is uh, episode two of Mutually Codependent. Um, we are interviewing uh Judy Corrigan, uh, owner of Syntex CBD in Texas Canna Health, who so generously sponsors our podcast. Also my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we just call her mom, and, and actually it's kind of bled into the company too. Uh, yeah, A definitely. lot of our employees say mom, um, which is fun. I've heard them refer to you as mom. Why are you not talking? Well, you didn't. I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> I didn't know if I should. <laughs> I just did that. They call me boss lady since the beginning. Yeah. But, yeah. That's your 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 Belton crowd. Mm-hmm. Well, she bought me a cup. Oh, and yeah. she didn't know. I didn't. And she bought me a cup that said it. That's true. So th- that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but if you couldn't tell, if you couldn't tell already, we like to feature a strain of the show. Jen is going to tell you about the strain of the show now. <laughs> the strain of the show for this episode is ice cream cookies. <laughs> it's a. It, you, you never me. giggle like this. Well, it's um, not because of weed, but it's it's a uh, it's an indica based strain with twenty one point five percent THCA content. Um, it apparently is supposed to make you have the munchies, so it makes you hungry, it makes you happy, it makes you chatty, and it makes you giggly. <laughs> I think I <laughs> Which, think that's accurate. It, I I totally agree. I mm. I'm not usually an indica girl, but thumbs up. <clears throat> I'll behave. So that but is. You're on the couch all the time. Straight show. Uh, <laughs> Mom did not partake. She refused. Well, she has responsibilities. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be responsible and intoxicated slightly at the same time. I have a lot of driving to do. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have that hopefully on an, a future episode. We'll call it "Mom Gets Blasted." Because I get, sl- like I that. just go to sleep. That's all. That <laughs> well, we should have Leslie on too when we do that. Oh, we could have like a, a family campfire kind of situation. Yeah, um, but inside without the fire because <laughs> it's so hot. So big <laughs> <Fake> fire. <laughs> so uh, a week since the last episode, what's happened in the last week, Chen? Um. Not a whole lot. I mean, we had 4th of July. Wait, no. That was a week before that? I don't remember. We also haven't been consistently recording. We did a couple episodes in a couple days, and that was about a week ago. And now we're on 
uh, episode two. So pilot, pilot. Not a whole one. lot. Our tomatoes are growing. That's exciting. They are. And our new kitten is getting really big, really fast. Um, you took Ethan to his student orientation, new student orientation at Texas A&M. Yeah, new, uh, what do they call it, NSC, new student conference. Yeah, how was, it was that? It was very well organized. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked I liked the A&M campus a lot. Um, it's a pretty campus. It's a huge, very beautiful, lots of history, lots of tradition, but they're 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 friendly <clears throat> and, and and I grew up in Austin, if you don't know, but um the the university's culture seems to be friendly to the point of like um uh silly almost, like just really happy. Um like just at their, A&M? Yeah, at AM, like uh, every time Every time somebody got on a microphone, they would say, hey, I am so-and-so in such-and-such department, and I have this, and I've done this, but most importantly, I am class of whatever, whatever, and they do a little point-click, hey! (laughs) They say A more than, what is that, the fonts? Like, seriously, (laughs) because A for Aggies. Um, But a lot of what I, you know... Uh, absorbed was just an overall friendliness. And uh, interestingly enough, they are 25% Hispanic. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Which like, you know, 70% white is still a lot of white, but um, it was more than I expected. uh, More diversity than I expected. Growing up in Austin, you hear nothing, like all you hear about the corn fed Aggies and, you know, because it's all UT versus A&M and most of the people who are the loudest didn't go to either school. And, you know, they just grew up here. I met a guy who had like longhorn tattoos. I'm like, oh, what year? What would you do in school? And he's like, oh, I didn't go to school. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? But you have a longhorn. Is that just for Texas in general? And then he like pulls it up, and it's clearly the longhorn label that says Texas Longhorns under it. Like, <laughs> obviously. And I'm like, so you just advertise for a university you couldn't get into, or like that's what most UT fans are. <laughs> <laughs> I find that like the loudest UT fans are the loudest like OU like really any college. Well, people who hate like OU or they hate like A and M and they're super obsessed with uh, UT the rivalries. Yeah, the rivalries. I find that usually they went to like Tarleton. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't graduate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I just that's how. Or they didn't go to, or like you were saying, they didn't go to college at all. Yeah, but they they had a lot of uh, programs that are like exclusive to A and M, uh, you know, alumni and stuff. Like uh, their whole career center and everything. It's basically like a giant fraternity. You know, um, they even talked about that how they're more likely to hire from you know another Aggie or whatever. So like the community there. Yeah, it's a it's huge really community. cool. Yeah. yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I've you can feel Probably it. Should have gone there, to be honest. <laughs> Mom, you have a mic in your hand. You're nodding all ex- very, <laughs> yes, you, you very loudly. But very you well could, gone to yeah. engineering school too. <laughs> you should have. Probably, but Ethan's doing it, so yeah. I can, uh, you know, but that's good. I'm proud uh, of him. Me too. Um, he's he's killing it. Um, so, Mom. What's new with you? What, what uh, 
Anything you want to touch base on before we kind of get into the interview section? Originally, we were going to have an interview separate and then uh, kind of plug that into the middle of an episode, but we decided to just record the whole episode with mom and uh, and see how it goes. Um, but uh, oh, I was doing okay till these ants got me yesterday. Oh, but it's been a good week. Did you put salve on your ant bites? Yes, I put salve on it right away. It's, it sounds crazy, but I swear that salve has magic powers. It, it does help. With bites and burns and sunburns. It's kind of a, a running joke within the family since mom started the company. Um, for a year, we weren't really involved in it at all. So, you know, she would still talk about it and, and we'd be supportive and everything. But did you put some salve on it? Did you try the salve? Everything. When we got a burn, a sunburn, especially, it's really helpful for a lot of these things. And it really does help, but it be kind, it kind of became a like running joke in the family and you put some salve on it. So somebody like slams their thumb in the door or something. (laughs) Put some salve on it. Obviously it's not going to help with that. I'm still waiting for my t-shirt. I was was just about to say that. I really, but that would be so cute. Put some salve on it. I bet bet we could make a t-shirt and sell it. (laughs) Put some salve on it. Texas can't help. That's funny. So um, mom, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? Well, my name's Judy Corrigan, and I'm the owner of Syntex CBD, and I started it about five years ago. How much do you want to know right at first? We wanted to hear mom's <laughs> version of the story, because we say it all the time. Like People ask, oh, how'd you get into that? Stuff like that. So we have our own version, I guess. But um, I haven't heard your version of your like origin story in a long time. So I wanted to hear your version of it. Like you, what do you tell people? Well, I started uh, hearing about CBD. It's been five years ago this summer that on Facebook messenger, my siblings who are all older than me, (laughs) were talking about (laughs) aches and pains and CBD. And so I, um, a week later, a very good friend of mine whom I trusted uh, gave me some to try and I took it to my mom. And uh, she lives in Oklahoma, and uh, it helped her in three days. And I was so amazed uh, with how it helped her arthritis and her sleep and her level of anxiety. And I started becoming a little obsessed about learning about it because I'd never heard of CBD, and I didn't even know much about hemp. And how did you learn about it? Like what? What resources were available at that time? It didn't seem <laughs> not like very be much. much yeah. Not very much. Just a lot on the the internet is basically. I had to uh, kind of distinguish which websites were just trying to sell stuff and uh, most which, of them. Yeah, and which websites were legitimately, you know, some some good research and and articles. So I just started learning about it. I started learning about the industry a little bit and how um, there are so many people out there that that. We're not honest, and um, we're selling things that weren't what uh, they said it was. It was, and people were being taken advantage of, and I, I didn't like that. So I decided to um, do something about do it. Do something about it. Yeah, exactly. And I opened a little store in Temple, Texas. It was the first CBD store specialty shop. Other places sold some CBD, but this was a specialty shop that I. Yeah, like vape shops, smoke shops, the the people who Mm -hmm. were kind of on that bandwagon real quick. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't know it would grow into this, but I named it Syntex CBD 
thinking that, well, what if I have more than one store? Yeah. At the time, <laughs> at I the think time. I was doing the microgreens stuff and I, it was Central Texas microgreens. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I don't know if that influenced it or not, but we were talking about like what to name, you know, what kinds of names and stuff. And we're like, well, maybe regional. We, I don't know if we need to be like... Texas, whatever, and we ended up with Texas Can of Health, which is fun. <laughs> but um, I remember trying to to figure that out. And a lot of people won't know the Syntex Central Texas abbreviation is on hundreds of of companies and and all kinds of stuff where we live. You know, in Central Texas, so yeah. people who are listening that aren't from or familiar with Texas, that might be kind of confusing because that's one of the reasons we did Texas Can of Health was Syntex. Not everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was uh you get you got the the C B D, you started you bought some and then you decided to open a store. Right. Just a little bitty store. I was still in full time private practice and I got a couple of uh friends who wanted to do it with me, uh to work for me and uh we just opened. We were on the news. <laughs> it was very newsworthy back then to open a CBD store. Yeah. It's not now. And I'm sure, like, you know, being a, uh, you know, a, a woman, too, opening a cannabis store, like, cannabis is a pretty male-dominated industry, and, and that's not as much the case now. I feel like we work with a lot of uh, farms and stuff that, that are female-owned, but I feel like at, back then, it was basically uh, a lot of the industry or a lot of the availability was through the white guys that owned the vape shops. <laughs> like that, that was yeah. in smoke shops. And uh, I remember thinking like, you know, we had a picture on the news of like you and then the other ladies from church that you hired. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> this, you know. Um, wearing work shirts with a hemp leaf on yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I know my CBDs, right. which you're wearing today. Yes, and, I am. Um uh, I'm the only one not representing with my attire, I guess. Uh, so uh, I just remember how like impactful I feel like that must have been for a lot of the customers that we ended up with that a lot of smoke shops and vape shops wouldn't think are part of the demographic of people who use cannabis because mm-hmm. they're just not as inviting of a space, I think would be a really good right. way to say that without insulting anybody. Yeah, I think I think our space invited people to trust us. They yeah. feel safe. And then, yeah, it felt safe. It was comfortable, peaceful. A lot of people say clean. And and, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the furniture. I I made a joke one time that it it was like <laughs> some old ladies got together and pulled all the furniture out of their garage. And then now, now I like store. antiques. Yeah, antiques. it was a cute store. <laughs> I liked it. If it's older than me, it's an antique. <laughs> it was very dark, and you know, compared to our stores now, which yeah. um, are are beautiful, I think. And uh, they were designed to look more like a dispensary for someday. Yeah, or even you know, almost art gallery look. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. We want it clean, clean and inviting, professional. Well lit. Mm-hmm. We're not hiding anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was all intentional. Um, so you uh, opened the first store. Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was like a former cell phone repair shop that happened to leave cases. So mm-hmm. yeah, the cases were free. I had two two cases. Yeah, 
And uh, that's how we started. And half the shop was just still junky in the back yeah. back half. And but people showed. Yeah, people showed up. It was awesome. You sold out, sold right? Sold out the first night. And <laughs> it was pretty funny because I had to go meet my supplier. <laughs> they lived in San Antonio. And I uh, we met on, uh, was it, Highway 130? And... Um, we, there's an exit. It was a Baptist <coughs> Baptist church at an exit, and we met in the parking lot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I got more CBD oil. And um, yeah, I only had five products when we first started. So it's uh, grown. Oils, capsules, and salve, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's and been... We still we still sell all three of those things. Yes, yes we do. Um, we do. Some of them even from the same original manufacturer. Yeah. So... Soft gels are still our biggest seller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five years later. Yeah. CBD soft gels. That's something a lot of people just assume we're just selling THC to everybody, but that's really... No. It's not true at all. I think we did math uh, recently. It was like 40% was THC. Um, so That's really cool. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're helping people feel better, for sure. Yeah. So, um... So you were a counselor before. You were a counselor full time for um, a long time. How many years were you a counselor before you got into the CBD business? Well, it was over twenty years. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's a long time. So, how does being a boss of your own company compare to being a counselor who? I know that you did at one time have your own private practice, but how I know that you're still helping people, but how like how do you feel like that it compares? Well, uh having employees is definitely different <laughs> than, <laughs> but. than being on my own in private practice. Um it's it's probably the best and the and the hardest at the same time as having employees. Um I love my employees. Um and so that's one big, one big difference. Um, helping people is what I've always strived to do, I think. And with this business, I can help people with physical pain as well as mental, yeah. mental health. And so um, that, that's how it's the, the same, is just being able to help people, but also adding that, that physical, physical health to it. That's well, really it's been cool. exciting. For there was a short time where there was, you know, that overlap, but you saw that the CBD was benefiting your mental health patients too, and that was one. That was a big part of your motivation. That was part right? of my research. Yeah, <laughs> I was giving like, it away. Hey, try this. Try this and tell me. See how you feel. Yeah, um, I had to do that very, you know, very very carefully on who, you know, that that I would. Um, who would yeah. want to try it, whether yeah. I wanted them to or not. And right. and so I I was just, as part of my disbelief on how many different things it did to help people in, in so many different ways. And then you start learning about the endocannabinoid system and why it helps. Right. That was very uh, interesting to me. It is really fascinating. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of grew from there. Uh, you guys came on board. We did. Yep. Yeah, we uh, we helped open the second store, mm-hmm. um, and that yeah. was in Round Rock, a different location than we are in now. It was about a hundred yards away. Yeah, uh, same same parking lot basically, um, 
but a different building. That's a whole story in itself. But um, yeah. So what? Uh, I'm just reading our questions here. The best parts of starting the company. What? Uh, I guess yeah. Your favorite parts of <laughs> of the freedom or what? 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 Uh, I do like. I do like that. Um, the best parts. I like learning. And so that's been that's been fun for the most part. Uh, the helping people is the best, and then also being able to employ people, uh, and actually they can they can come and they can have some rewarding work, and uh, hopefully feel good about where they're working, which I think they do, and they like helping people too. So and afford to pay their and, bills and afford to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I strive for that to add benefits, you know, as we can. And we're a small company. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, the company is basically paying for the lives of what, 14 people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's always been kind of one of our benchmarks of success. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, get on online arguments with people who think they know what they're talking about because they've had four employees in their life and they're like, oh, payroll is so expensive and I hate paying all this money. And, you know, if we have a minimum wage, then that's going to destroy all these companies. And well, no, (laughs) it's going to destroy the structure of the companies because they need to reevaluate where their money should be spent and it should be on, on employees. Right. And uh, I think our, our accountant probably tells us we're doing things wrong all the time because we have pretty high <laughs> uh, payroll. But that's because we we treated you know being able to hire employees is kind of rewarding for us. Like hey, mm-hmm. we get to we get to add another person to the to the family to the the payroll. So. <clears throat> I think my background in in human resources has helped with that. It's a business degree, but it was a people degree, same as the counseling oh, yeah. degree. And and I saw over and over how important it is for people to be happy with what they do. And that mm-hmm. was your undergrad work? The, human, the HR. The yeah. HR stuff? Mm-hmm. I actually had no idea what, what your bachelor's was in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> HR. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that at all. Hmm. Well, so you were prepared for this more than I gave you credit for, I guess. Yes, probably. she was. For being well, a I boss. Mean, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you... You nailed it, obviously, but... Uh, She's a great boss. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm not just saying that. <laughs> yeah, I she think, it, I think we get... Because you're my daughter. <laughs> I've had, I've had employees of ours... I do love ours, my job. You know, talk very positively about mom. I, I don't think anybody really complains about her. Until she fires them. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Like that I said, like I refuse to take responsibility for my actions, and I'm going to blame you. <laughs> like uh, that's said, why you don't work best, for us anymore. The best and the worst parts are, are my people. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that answers your next question. <laughs> uh, what have been the biggest struggles? Well, the the biggest struggles are the changes in the the industry, the limitations that we have, the the lack of education and knowledge that people have about what we do and what we sell. Yeah. And um I guess that's probably the biggest struggle is keeping up with everything and then adapting like when Texas says we can't do certain things anymore, we have to figure out how to still get, you know, quality products that help people and still follow the the rules. Yeah, the rules are 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say that was probably my my biggest creating str- rules struggles. because of specific people. We we learned that we had to do that. And you know, there there's always that joke that, oh man, what a dumb rule. Like, well, somebody somebody had to create that rule right, because right. of another person. I remember there's quite a bit of that in the beginning, but and then um, the financial um industry that doesn't really support and especially at first we we were all cash yeah. when i first opened i had an atm in the corner of the bolted store to the, bolted to the floor i and remember that yeah we couldn't take a credit card so there have been some definite uh advancements uh, yeah. but there's still so much yeah so much we need well then banks being like yeah we're cool like we're we're down with the cbd and then six months later you get a letter and a check saying mm. your account has been closed yeah <laughs> enclosed you'll find yeah that happened for. with a bank and with the merchant processors and you know yeah. as, as they're navigating the whole the whole thing well and i think part of it was also not just the company that we signed up for but then they would there would be some kind of merger so they would have mm-hmm. policy changes that eliminated our you know accessibility to the whatever platforms or whatever but um so yeah that's uh a lot of the things that a lot of business owners don't even have to worry about it's funny because mm-hmm. i've like read and listened to like different ways to get advice on being a better business owner and the things that are there have nothing to do with our struggles like we have to not only deal with all the things that you they have to but then we have this completely just overwhelming and powerful other aspect to it of just the you know policies between companies and and the state mm-hmm. and the federal and all of those things and as they change like that's things that somebody with a you know a little a, another kind of retail like a boutique let's say somebody who buys and resells clothes they don't have to worry about all the things that we have to worry about like mm-hmm. some of the struggles that we deal with are so above and beyond what you already had to do well as a business owner even alcohol for example doesn't have the insanity no and the restrictions that go along with cannabis. Yeah, you may have some some policies that you have to deal with or laws for distribution and stuff like that. But once you know the rules, they've been set for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And rarely change. Yeah. And, and you know, here uh, we have things change. You know, at some points it's felt like weekly. You know, well, let's let's put the news on, on Google and see what, what happened in the last, you know, week. Right. And with with our, you know, whether it's legislation or policies, and then sometimes the policies within companies change or they get reinterpreted, you know, stuff like that. But uh, um, so I think a big part of the beginning of the company was just the effectiveness of the products. Um, And I think we might have already talked about this, but uh, what is your favorite product? Well, the soft gels have to be. Okay. Yeah. I've been selling them since the beginning, and they help so many people and with so many different struggles. So those are my favorite. And as far as the newest product, you know, a newer product is the Orange Sunrise, the CBD gummies. Yeah, those have, are delicious. Uh, mm-hmm, ashwagandha and CBG in them as well, and people just love them. They, they work. Yeah. Yeah, we give those out. We give a sample of those out at our events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're helpful. They mm-hmm. uh, uh, so we we don't make the gummies, but we have a company that makes the candy part, and then we tell them what to add to it. 
Yeah, basically. we have them custom made. So they're they're custom made gummies. They're not the same thing that you're going to get anywhere else, uh, because uh, well, Jen created those formulas. I think all of them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. all the, the mm-hmm. dream all and the fresh and the yeah. stress. And we have a new one coming: the passion fruit CBD night night. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, be good. good. Mm-hmm. So, um, soft gels. Favorite yeah. product, yeah, hands down. Is. I think mm-hmm. if if I uh, if I had to just have one product the rest of the life, uh, soft gels would probably yeah. be. And Same. there's zero THC, which when I first began, everything was zero THC. Right. It had to be uh, under that 0.3 percent, and it still does. But uh, those have the the little bit of THC removed. So there's right. I have people that are able to take those. Yeah. And uh, whether their job worry. or, mm-hmm. you know, Pain we have management. a lot of CDL, mm-hmm. uh, you know, drivers or first responders and things like that that can't test positive for THC. So they want to be sure that they don't have to worry about that. And that's soft gels. It's been our go to product for mm-hmm. most, most things. Mm-hmm. Mutually Codependent is sponsored exclusively by Syntex CBD and Texas Canna Health. Central Texas's trusted source of superior cannabis products since 2018. Visit SyntexCBD.net where you will get free shipping on orders over $50. And don't forget to use coupon code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5, for 15% off of your purchases. What are you excited about? That's a weird question. You wrote all these questions. We're struggling (laughs) with them. I think think maybe we should have made sure uh, we were... (laughs) We were sober when we wrote the question. I was no, sober I yesterday <laughs> no, no, when no. I wrote these. Thank you very much. No, I, uh, I, I just read it. Um, <clears throat> no, like we have some things that are coming up. So, what are you most excited about with like events that the company is going to be attending? Or well, we have one in August um, in Bastrop. Actually, one of our stores is in Bastrop, and we have the their health fair coming up in August. And so we have actually um, been signed up to give a presentation there in the afternoon. So I'm excited about that. Um, I should probably to, start writing that. Yeah, yeah, we need to work on that. It's <laughs> August. Stuff we know, but... August 12th, right? August 12th in, in Bastrop. In Bastrop, yeah. So I'm excited about that event coming up. Uh, I'm also very excited about our five-year birthday Yay, uh, coming up later five this years. year. Yeah, September. I started the company in September, but I didn't actually open the first store until November, the week before Thanksgiving. And so we'll be having a birthday party. We've got that that coming up. That's and really cool. And it'll be in the November for the store opening. Yes. Not yes. The company, November. But the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we'll have a birthday party in November. Yep. All right. Yeah. This is a celebration. Years. Five years. Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah. I, I never would have guessed it. Yeah, and then uh, we're about to get to four years in Round Rock. Round Rock, Round Rock. Yeah. September thirteenth. September. Okay. Yeah, we opened on Friday the thirteenth. Yep, so that's that. right. That's how, I that's how we day. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we really think it's important to be sure and be open on this. We had Friday a customer, didn't we? We had a few. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gone in a day without. I didn't think so. No, in any of the stores, so it's been very fortunate. We've never, we've never goose egged. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Does that mean like you're walking out the door and you buy a pack of gum? No, we haven't had we any. We've joked about doing it if it yeah, ever <laughs> if it ever happens. <laughs> if we need to. We want well, something good. on the books. Something. Yeah. No zeros allowed. I think about how far things have come in those five years. Like when we first opened, we 
had uh, no point of sale system. We had a little computer, but we wrote <laughs> our orders on a carbon copy. And I know. I remember visiting. Like at a garage sale? Yeah. 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 I remember when you first opened and we went to visit. <laughs> it worked. It did it work. We didn't have that many it products. Did. So yeah. it was good. Was, did, was Cheryl the accountant back then? From the beginning. From yes. the beginning. Oh, yeah. I bet she loved that. Maybe she could be a, a guest. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, yeah. bet, I bet that that might. That, that'd be interesting. Get ready, Cheryl. <laughs> that might be interesting how, how dealing with us has been different than dealing with Oh, it has you know, been. A regular oh, most definitely. She's, she's had to stretch at times to figure out how to do things. I'm sure. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank mm-hmm. you. Cheryl. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. For real. Um, so what, what do you, how different do you think it would be if you were able to start over and go back with everything that you learned? Oh, that's a good question, and that is not on the list. It's not. I, I think that I changed the question because uh-huh. I thought of a question. And I have a bonus question for you after this one. What would I do over? I, no, I probably... no, like, like, do you think, how, how different do you think it would be if you had all the knowledge now and could go back and actually be prepared mm. when you opened your business? It's almost scary to think about. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. What if you would have had all the answers already? You're high. <laughs> Not that high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam came up with a good question. No. Must be high as full. Just, I'm stalling. <laughs> I I really don't know how how it would be different other than knowing not not so much um, trial and error for right. sure. You know, I would um, not choose certain products that I offered for a while because they they weren't what we thought they were or they yeah. didn't really help people they didn't sell well so i think i would have a a lot more uh, just a better compass on that what would work and what wouldn't work obviously yeah and i think a lot of those people that were guessing along with us you know that didn't quite make it there's mm-hmm. there's been a lot of companies that as as the the bigger chains with more money start coming in and and yeah. getting uh the locations, I think, is actually probably the biggest part of our sh- my sh- my frustration with what I felt like was holding us back as a company was when we were looking for retail locations, we were still being categorized as a vape store or or a head shop or you know or Planet K or, or something like that, and we just we had no interest in selling you know sex toys and uh, tobacco products or we didn't want any of that. We mm-hmm. just wanted this this one like what what was essentially the shelf on a lot of these stores. That's all we wanted to sell. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do that the best, right? right? And and but that's not how the landlord saw it. So I think we only had a few options. Right. You know, just very few. Mm-hmm. Well you could go here and pay too much or you could go here and pay too much. Or you could go there and pay way too much. And, uh, you know, because none of the landlords and a lot of them were like, oh, well, maybe we'll think about it with like three or four months up front or, hey, we have this, oh, God, that, that unit wasn't even, <laughs> didn't even have drywall on the walls. Remember that? And they were yeah. using it for like storage storage for the land keepers. Mm-hmm. Land that, keeper, landscapers. That place in Cedar Park? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, huge, you know, center with, you know, Cinemark, Target, all these huge things, Academy, 
And and they had that one little spot. They were like, oh, well, you can't have this one. It didn't even have a floor in no. the bathroom. No, no it didn't no, have a bathroom, no, bathroom. no toilets installed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was not finished out at all. And they were like, well, we'll give you like 30K to finish it out. And we're like, well, that's not, gonna that take doesn't 60. sound like much. <laughs> no, we, we, we had a guy go look and it was going to be $135,000. <laughs> And we were like, you want to, <laughs> that was, so they were trying to like, you know, bribe us. Like, you know, that okay. was like, that would have been our best location spot. And mm-hmm. if we could have had the money to do that, it might've, it might've worked. Mm-hmm. It might've, we might've been okay out there, um, you know, versus Bastrop, which mm-hmm. has been pretty consistent, but not a huge, you know, producer. So Maybe we would have considered that. Looking back on it, like if we would have taken a $100,000 loan at that point, it would have been crazy <laughs> to think of then. <laughs> yeah. But now, now, you know, now it wouldn't be quite so crazy, you know. So um, now we have all these companies that have all this, you know, financial backing and CBD has kind of established itself as something that's not going away. Mm -hmm. So we have all these landlords that are giving all these new shops that have all this new money, all the best locations. And now all the OGs that have been struggling from the beginning don't, that that are in the worst locations have to compete with them. And luckily they don't seem to train their people very well. (laughs) And and that's a big difference with us is we make sure everybody can answer whatever question and, uh, and they're sober. That's actually yes. a really big part of, I think, our, our uh, separation between mm-hmm. the Planet K's and the vape shops and, and then, you know, Yeah, us. I've interviewed a couple of vape store uh, employees right. for openings, and they are allowed to imbibe during the yeah. day while they're working. It's not discouraged at all. Yeah. And it just surprised me because it goes back to my... Uh, I strive for us to have a very professional kind of place for people to come in and trust that they can right. can be educated and uh, about our products, but also just about cannabis in general and uh, our bodies. So yeah, yeah, it's real important to me too. So I think that would be a big difference for most people that that the person behind the counter is not going to have red eyes, you know, yeah. like, well, I mean, maybe allergies, but you mm-hmm. know, they're going to be able to hear your questions and, and understand them. Uh, which can be a struggle sometimes with some of these other stores, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, our company culture or our company philosophy has always been educate, educate, educate. We educate everybody who we employ. We are all well educated as far as cannabis goes. How is the with the cannabis industry changing? Has it been hard to keep up with all the the education? Yes, it, it, it is hard. It's an ongoing battle to uh, learn about the products or learn about cannabis in general. Um, I came from a place where I didn't know much at all, you know, five years ago. Same. Uh, as far as uh, CBD or where it came from or what it did. And so I think a struggle has been for me to try to play catch up in some ways of learning about this. And as I... I I know that some of my employees have been uh, much more knowledgeable about the 
<laughs> the subject yeah. than than I am, and so I welcome that. I want to learn from from people. Yeah, we learn from our customers a lot. We do, but but as as far as a, a boss, I think you know, I'm supposed to know more. I'm supposed to you know all that stuff, but it's really not that way with with me because I want to keep learning. I know that there's so much more to learn. I just know a tiny fraction of what other people do, and so trying to keep doing a good business and serving customers well and being just a good steward of, of what we've been given to do, then... I don't think you're I, giving yourself enough credit. Why? Because you just said you know a fraction of what a lot of these other people do. <laughs> you are an expert. I guess I'm talking about growers and, and people who've been doing well, yeah. this for decades. I know a fraction. But when it comes to CBD and being able to educate people on, on the cannabinoids in our bodies, then I yeah, I feel like I know a lot. Yeah, more you're than, definitely an expert with that. Absolutely, I mean, and, you, and you make sure that any of our employees are also experts. Right, that's yep. very important. And so, um, I don't want to like discount this. No, we we <laughs> we just said we're educate, 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 and then you're like, but I don't know anything. And, <laughs> and I think it's I think that that attitude of I don't know enough and I'm going to keep learning is really indicative of you know why you continue to know more than most people because we're all trying to stay on top of things. Mm-hmm. What what kind of music do you guys prefer when you're uh, under intox- the influence? Under the influence. Mom, do you have an answer? You don't really use THC much except to no. go to sleep, and yeah. that seems yeah. like a waste. Do you think it changes your dreams? No. No, I don't think so mm-hmm. either. I yeah. haven't had that experience with cannabis. No, me either. Other things. I, the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> I listen to them when I'm cleaning house a lot yeah. of times. So. Yeah. I can yeah. see you dancing around a yellow submarine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Adam? Um, we, I mean, we don't really have things that we do. We have things that we do while high, but that's not any different than the things that we do while not high, usually. <laughs> like... We're going to watch TV. We're going to watch a movie. We're going to, you know, but when we're listening to music, like if we're cooking or something, we'll, we'll generally have some music playing, but I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like being high really affects what I do all that much aside from like driving and stuff. You said we, do you have a mouse in your pocket? I said, I feel like, so I was explaining my perception of the situation, which I'm obviously wrong. (laughs) That's not what I said. I didn't say you're wrong. You said, what we normally do, sober, we do high. Yes, I was in talking about us as a couple. Yes, I know, but I'm not being saying. our mutually codependent that we are. I'm not saying that. I there said, you go. There's you the are, title. If you were stony baloneyed all by yourself, okay, you well, did never say that. Okay, if you were, if I was going to choose music, probably uh, older music. Um, that that I like maybe like the Doors, Rolling Stones. I, you know that is fun while high. Jimi yeah. Hendrix. You know like. Oh, don't let was... him fool you. Don't break my heart. My achy break <laughs> I haven't heard oh. that song in 10 years. <laughs> when he was Love little, it. he loved that yeah, song. Before I ever heard real music. Um, <laughs> no, I, was a, I was a little kid in cowboy boots in Oklahoma. Yeah, I listened to country music. Did you have a mullet? 
I had all kinds of different bad hair. <laughs> is that when you had like I never the, had a mullet, but I did have a rat tail. Is that when you had the lines that connected? At, at some point, <laughs> I did have lines. That was around the time that the uh, the Mario Brothers movie came out, and the the bad guy had the lines shaved into his head. Bowser. Yeah, but he was a person, like because it was a live action thing. Like he wasn't an animal. It was weird. Oh. Like they like made the people more similar to the animals, but they didn't actually make them animals. It was a cheap movie, probably. I don't know. But anyway, mom let me get that hair cut. Um, <laughs> hair's cut. Because <laughs> I always got a buzz cut, probably because it was easy and I didn't feel like dealing with it. And I honestly really very rarely cared about what I look like. And uh, so I would get a buzz cut all the time. And then... I don't know. I don't know what where the lines came from, but I remember doing lines <laughs> along the side sometimes. And then the one time, the person, probably a woman, I don't remember, was like, I can connect the lines in the, in the back. That's so bad. So, so like a hat ring went around it. And she's like, no, they're going to dip down like a dovetail. That's not what she said because I was like six, but um, that's how I describe it now. But like a V in the back, she gave me a crew cut basically, but a different kind of crew cut, like a V neck. She gave me a V neck crew cut. So, uh, sorry, and, honey, but it wasn't just one line, mom, it was three. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that three lines because one was the bottom but it was it was it was cut right <laughs> and then the other ones went parallel to that one it was like wood grain in the back of my head <laughs> so yeah yeah when i had that haircut i i did listen to garth brooks and billy ray cyrus and randy travis and you know some of those others um because I had friends in low places. Nope. How old were you? Like six? Yeah. It's okay when I was... Up to fifth grade. Uh, fifth grade is the last grade, last year that I was in uh, Oklahoma. And then for sixth grade, we moved to, to South Austin, actually. Huh. For a year. But yeah, the, once I moved to Austin, I feel like my my taste in music changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, there's like 101X. And that was like the jams. And I got a computer that played CDs. Ooh, it didn't fancy. do much else, but it had some little box speakers. And I would listen into uh, to Matchbox 20 on repeat. Yeah, their first album. Hmm. It was a long day. Um. <laughs> so, Jen, what music do you prefer? <laughs> um, like 90s rap or hip hop. Hip hop, rap, or um, like early late nineties, early two thousands, like crunk. I know it's terrible, but it's simple and it's easy. You just like shaking your butt. Well, no, but it it makes me feel happy. I like the beats. The beats. I don't know. Also, um, sometimes I like like soul music. Motown. Motown. Yeah. That's energetic. Yeah. yeah. I usually like higher energy stuff. Yeah. T 
Tina but, Turner. Like if I'm uh, lately, I've been on an older kick, like Doors and stuff. And I know honestly, it's not even that good. It really isn't. That it's is not like a, it's not it's not complex. It's very simple. It's it's like me words for some people. Oh, I know, and that's okay because I don't care. Um, they'll probably think that my taste in music is terrible. We but. said that. I said that the other day. I said this is probably going to offend you, but. They really aren't very good. <laughs> well, and and I never. I just, it's it's uh it's entertaining to listen to. It's good to listen to. It doesn't necessarily mean that it was that it was awesome. Yeah. But like, I think a band that doesn't get enough attention, like the Counting Crows, has like infinitely better written music than the Doors. I agree. That's just you know, but. Um, yeah, we. I think overall we listened to the '90s music. We just got stuck there. Oh, I love the Donnas too. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm not sober. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about when you met the Donnas a lot when you're not sober too. That was fun. I enjoyed that day. Yeah. Only, only when I'm listening to. I'm whispering so you couldn't hear, but everybody else could hear. That's not how that works. That's what monitors are for. <laughs> I hear exactly what you hear in your oh, headphones. Okay. Oops. I did it again. What else are we wanting to talk about? Music in general or just, just stony baloney music? I think that was that's really it. I think we're good. Yeah. Mom, is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like there's so much more. Maybe I can come back sometime. Well, that's Absolutely. obviously. <laughs> what uh, what what did you expect? Like with this podcast thing, how, how about we talk about that a little bit? Um, like we were like, "Hey, mom, we want to do this podcast," and you were like, "Oh, you mean that in general?" Not yeah, just in general, today. not just today. Uh, well, I've I don't listen to podcasts, so. Me neither. I <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but I'm so glad that that uh, that you came up with this idea because it is going to be a way for you guys to have fun and and also for me to sponsor the podcast for us to sponsor the 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 podcast as a business. Yeah. So I was looking forward just to seeing you guys do something together and having fun, but also something that's going to hopefully be helpful to the business yeah and how about your expectation for recording today versus how it turned out <laughs> well, i was nervous because you know I you had no idea nah. um i figured you just asked me questions kind of like you did and i didn't expect to go this long <laughs> well um yeah we've been recording for an hour and eight minutes yeah. wow we'll, we're gonna cut a lot of that out yeah. probably but um <clears throat> that last question you didn't ask that, Adam. Walker, what Greg. advice? What kind of advice would you like to give? Well, I, my advice for people who are wanting to try um, the hemp products for the first time Great. or have tried others and say they haven't worked is to just um, experiment with different types of delivery methods. Yeah. What you what you prefer, whether you want an oil or a soft gel or yeah. a gummy. Elaborate on delivery it. methods. For, yeah, okay. Yeah, just ways. Uh, it works It works in your body pretty much the same way, but the delivery methods uh, are different, make it different. Like they work faster or longer. Um, more of it gets absorbed in your system. Right. 
in certain ways, like with oil, rather than a, a gummy is not as efficient, but people love gummies and they're still good. They still are effective, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, try different things and see see what works best for you would be my advice. A lot of times when people say they've tried CBD and, and oh, I already tried that uh, and it didn't work, it's, it's usually because they, they didn't take it consistently or they didn't have a good quality product or um, they didn't take enough or they took too much. And so, yeah. Oh, uh, it just makes me sleepy. Yeah, and so I would just Don't encourage people to, to to try it and get get quality products and uh, give it a chance. How do you know when a, a product is quality? Well, you want to be able to uh, know what the ingredients are. You want to see the the labs on on make sure that it's got in it what what the bottle says. Yeah. Uh, so many people don't read the ingredients. I remember ladies coming in, these elderly people coming into the store when we first opened, and they'd bring us these products they bought online. And and she said, I'm thinking of this one little gal that said, no, oh, it tastes like motor oil. And I said, why are you taking it? She goes, I'm desperate. You know, and that made me feel like I was doing the right thing because I was going to help this woman not have to take something. Gross. Yeah, it's just, she was just drinking you know, hemp seed, hemp seed oil, oil. Mm-hmm. and nothing, nothing else. So, hemp seeds don't have CBD in them. So that right. I had to learn all that stuff. So, or terpenes, yeah, or any of the good stuff. Right. There's a reason so, you pick the seeds out before you smoke it. Mm. So Otherwise, you'd leave them in. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> it so anything. if it comes from Amazon, it's yeah. not. Yep. It's not actually CBD. A, guys. a lot. So there are a few big. Companies that have gotten on Amazon, mm-hmm. but uh, especially down at that time, uh, you couldn't say CBD on your Amazon products. Mm-hmm. You had to say hemp extract, which technically hemp seed oil is a hemp extract. 100%, but, yeah. But it is not the type of hemp extract that you want mm-hmm. of the aerial parts. We would have people come in when we first opened Brown Rock, and they would be so angry. Well, it says hemp extract. I understand, but it's not... There doesn't actually contain CBD. Yeah, luckily right. there's not as much misinformation now as there was then. Back then, you know, there'd be a customer that came in that was having issues, probably spent a lot of time online mm-hmm. looking at stuff, but a lot of what they found was wrong or conflicting. And then they come to us and we say something different because we know better. And now they don't trust us because they've already gotten all this bad information. And then they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, you were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we try to be. Yeah. We really do. Um. Well, this is definitely our longest podcast so far. This is our longest episode by far. I dig it. It's been fun. Thank you for coming, Mom. Mm -hmm. Now we get to edit it. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah. I'll do it after you leave. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to Mutually Codependent with Adam and Jen. I'm Adam. And I'm Jen. And uh, we also have Mom. And I'm Judy. Judy. It's funny to refer you by your name, Mom. So, okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.
This has been a Gregle Media production sponsored by Syntec CBD and Texas Canna Health. Find us on social media as mutually codependent, but an O instead of an E with the dependent part because of dope. <laughs>